Before we get into this episode, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love our show, please scroll down to the review section of your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star rating. If you have a few more seconds, please also leave us a review telling us what you like most about our show. We read every single one of these and we appreciate them so much. This will also help us grow and get into the ears of those who love true crime and food as much as you do. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Extra Cheese by your friends at Dietetics After Dark. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Becca. Welcome to Extra Cheese. As you know, because I saw you in the line, we are vaccinated. Yes, we got vaccinated on the same day. It's the second time we've seen each other since we started the podcast in October, which is wild. And it was actually the first time I ever met Jeff, your partner, and our sound engineer. Which is so funny. It's so funny because I feel like we're chatting with him all the time. Well, I mean, you are all the time, but yeah, (laughs) he's listened to probably thousands of hours of my voice. Yes, (laughs) that is true. I know. It was so weird when you're like, nice to meet you. I was like, pardon me? (laughs) It feels like you've known Jeff for like a year because you kind of have. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling hopeful for the summer. Hopeful for the second dose and then Mm -hmm. summer. Yes, totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so today I have a super cool and quick story for you, followed by a listener story that will honestly blow your mind. Hmm. It's pretty harrowing. And then I'll tell you the fascinating medical explanation behind it. But first, I need to know, do you have a favorite pasta shape? Good question. Um, <laughs> I like shells and I like mm. the macaroni because it catches more sauce. Totally. I prefer it over like like spaghetti or fettuccine for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Mine are pretty much the same. Like I love the tiny little pastas. 
that you can get like 15 little pastas on your spoon at once. Mm-hmm. So like baby shells. I love orichetti. Okay. You know those ones? No. They're like tiny, tiny little scoops. But orichetti actually means little ear. So it like looks like a kind of like a little ear. And it's different than the shells? Yeah. It's like a little bit flatter. Okay. They're oh, good. Oh, no, no. I do think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. ones are awesome. Orzo. Do you know that one? Yes. Okay. It's kind of like rice-ish, but bigger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the tiny pastas. And yeah, one of the best things about pasta is that it comes in a wide variety of shapes. And I think personally that it's actually science that some shapes taste better than others. <laughs> they just do. They can all be made of the same thing. 100% Durham semolina wheat, but some pasta shapes just taste better. I agree with you. Amazing. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. (laughs) But some pasta shapes do take up more space. So if you think of like fusilli, rotini, cavatappi, those twisty shapes require a lot more airspace and therefore more packaging, but maybe not for long. Where are you going with this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So a research team out of Carnegie Mellon University has developed completely flat pasta that transforms into tubes, spirals, twists, and waves when cooked. So cool. I know. So the pasta looks, feels, and tastes just like traditional pasta, but it offers new possibilities for packaging, storage, and transportation. So the researchers were inspired by flat-packed furniture. So think Ikea. (laughs) And what they do is press tiny grooves into the pasta that help create a new shape as it absorbs water. So the pattern of the grooves will increase the time it takes for water to cook that area of the pasta. So something like small, tight grooves would cook at a different rate than the large grooves or a flat surface. Okay. And by strategically placing those patterns in a certain way, the researchers can control the form that the pasta takes on when cooked. Wow, this is so scientific too. Isn't that neat? Okay, there's a picture at the top of the next page. Okay, this reminds me so much of those little tiny (laughs) toys when you were a kid. Probably only like 90s kids will understand this (laughs) because this was well before cell phones. But those like little tiny plastic things you used to put in a glass of water and they would Mm -hmm. expand. Yeah, I definitely had those. Essentially just watch this plastic expand. (laughs) It was really cool. I feel like I had a lot of dinosaur ones. Yep. And they would grow like 30 times their size. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the column on the left are like the flat version. And this will be on the Instagram if you guys want to take a look at the picture we're looking at. And then on the right, you can see how they transform into pasta. So I feel like it looks... It's not as perfect as traditional pasta, but it still has some shape there. Yeah. Yeah, no, those do look good. I like the Z-shaped one that turns kind of into a little... To a tube. Spiral. (laughs) Spiral. (laughs) (laughs) I like the wavy ones too. Okay, so the researcher's goal is to create more effective food packaging that can help create a more sustainable food system. So the team estimates that their flat pack shapes could reduce packaging requirements for pasta by 59 to 86%, which is huge, big estimate. They're also aiming to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the cooking process itself. So check out this amazing stat. In Italy, apparently 1% of greenhouse gas emissions come from cooking pasta. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love that. And the flat pack pasta actually cooks faster than traditional pre-shaped pasta, so you could potentially reduce emissions. The lead author of this study tested the pasta on a camping trip and reported that the pasta took up 
Less room in her bag, did not break while hiking, and cooked successfully on her portable stove. So that's a win. And some other interesting applications for the pasta could be uh, using it in astronaut food or even in food deliveries to disaster areas. So kind of like the K-ration that we talked about in our starvation episode. Right. A well-packed, easy-travel food source. Right. Makes sense. That's it. That's the story. Let me just quickly give a shout-out to my sources here. I used a report right out of Carnegie Mellon University called Flat Pasta Developed that morphs into shaped when cooked and an article in the Smithsonian Magazine called Mighty Morphing Flat Pack Pasta Changes Shape in Boiling Water. Wow. Cool, eh? It is really cool. And it does make me kind of wonder because reducing, was it like 60 to 80 something percent? It can reduce Mm -hmm. the packaging. Yeah. It makes me wonder like how much of that packaging that's currently being used is really necessary. Because I know for like spaghetti and stuff like that, it's normally pretty mm-hmm. pretty limited. But then you get your bigger bags of pasta or things like even like chips and crackers. Like how much of that packaging is really needed? I know chips are the biggest offender. <laughs> when you open a bag of chips and it's not even half full. Yeah, I don't know. And I also wonder like, would a shift towards a more sustainable packaging, something that is recyclable, be mm-hmm. better? Because I think like a lot of my pasta comes in cardboard boxes, which I recycle. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this is just the first reports of this flat pasta. So I don't know if the impact on the food system and greenhouse gas emissions would actually be so significant. But I think it's a cool idea anyways, even just for storage. Like if you have a restaurant and you just have one cupboard, you could keep all your pasta in there. It'd be nice, you know, packaged into little boxes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Flat boxes. Flat boxes. It's a great idea. I love it. Cool. Okay. So now we have our listener story for the week from Ken Mullick, who you can find on Instagram at ken.dietitian. And this one is really wild. Let's give it a listen. Hi, Sarah and Becca. I have an interesting food story for you. Uh, So a few years ago, I was on a student exchange trip to a small city in Quebec I barely had any money, so at the store I found a can of fava beans for 75 cents. Seemed like a good idea. Ate them one night, went to bed, and I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst experience ever. First of all, my heart was beating rapidly and I had a wicked fever, but I was also more nauseous than I'd ever experienced in my life. Uh, The whole room felt like it was spinning, I was in and out of consciousness, And my gut, my stomach was in so much pain I could barely move. So, you know, being stuck in a city where you barely know anyone, barely know the language is bad enough. But this weird experience was so scary. I was convinced I was going to die alone at 3 a.m. in Quebec that night. I even tried calling my mom back home telling her I loved her. But I was honestly too weak and delirious to even talk. I passed out that night and somehow made it through to the next day. In about 24 hours, the symptoms passed and I survived. I figured it was something to do with the fava beans, so I threw them out, lived off potatoes for that summer, and kind of moved on. But the next year, in one of my biology classes, we covered glucose-6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency disorder, also known as favism. So learning about this syndrome and the intense reactions people have from eating fava beans It all made sense. I finally had an answer to my mysterious fava bean experience. But I will never touch another fava bean again. Wow. 
Yeah, Ken, it's probably best you don't touch another fava bean. (laughs) Yeah, please, Ken, do not touch another fava bean ever again. (laughs) And you're probably correct. So first of all, thank you so much for sending that in. That's really a pretty wild story. And it shows how serious this enzyme deficiency can be. Yeah. So you are probably correct. The most likely explanation for this experience is glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency or G6PD deficiency, which I'm going to call it from here on out. So what exactly is it? G6PD deficiency is a genetic condition, and globally, it's actually the most common enzyme defect. And it's found in about 400 million people worldwide, so fairly prevalent. Mm -hmm. And it's more common in African, Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, and South Asian populations. Something interesting about it is that typically biological males are more likely to be affected by the gene that encodes for G6PD because it resides on the X chromosome. Mm -hmm. But biological female carriers can absolutely have this Okay, so this inherited trait was discovered in 1956, and it's responsible for three diseases that were previously thought to be unrelated. So drug-induced hemolytic anemia, severe neonatal jaundice, and favism. And so today we're going to be talking about the link between G6PD deficiency and favism. Okay, so while the G6PD deficiency was only discovered in 1956, people have been fearful of fava beans since the 5th century BC. So the famed Greek mathematician and philosopher Pythagoras, known for his work on the Pythagorean theorem, Mm -hmm. if you remember that from back in the day. Nope. Was he (laughs) maybe like grade five, six? No Um, memory. No memory of that. (laughs) He was a vocal opponent of the fava bean. So him and his group of followers considered fava beans symbols of death and believed that their flesh-like nature meant that they contained the souls of the dead. What? Yep. (laughs) And throughout ancient texts, they weren't the only ones. So this historical aversion to fava beans persisted in many civilizations, and it's likely that it is rooted in this favism experience. Wow. So what exactly is it? Well, within 5 to 24 hours of ingesting fava beans, someone with the G6PD deficiency will begin to experience a very severe life-threatening reaction called acute hemolytic anemia. Oh my gosh. So he was likely experiencing this. A very, yes. Like a life-threatening anemic reaction. Yeah. Wow. I'm very thankful that he survived the night alone in Quebec. Like how terrifying. That's so scary. Yeah. And there are different degrees of it, but yes, this is very likely what was happening to Ken. So this reaction is triggered by two glucosides that are present in higher concentrations in fava beans, and they're called divisine and convicine. And acute hemolytic anemia quite literally means that red blood cells are being destroyed faster than they're being made, which in serious cases can definitely be fatal. Some of the signs and symptoms include paleness, yellowing of the skin, and the whites of the eyes, so jaundice, Mm -hmm. dark urine, Fatigue, shortness of breath, confusion, dizziness, weakness, fever, enlargement of the spleen and liver. So maybe that's where the the severe pain was coming from. Okay. And a rapid altered heart rate. (laughs) So we're not doctors and this is not a retrospective diagnosis, but this really does sound a lot like what Ken described in his audio clip. Yeah. If an individual is breastfeeding an infant that has G6PD deficiency and they consume fava beans, 
that can also cause a favism attack in the baby. Very sad. And there is a rumor that people with G6PD deficiency could experience a favism attack by even walking through a field that had fava bean plants in it and by inhaling the pollen. But this is now thought to be a myth. Okay. I don't know why you'd be in a fava bean field. <laughs> with. Well, I think they grow wild in some areas. True. <laughs> okay. So most people with this enzyme deficiency never experience any signs or symptoms. It's, it's like a completely asymptomatic condition unless you consume fava beans. And so many people will be unaware that they have the condition if they never have fava beans. So they can live a happy, safe, asymptomatic life as long as they avoid eating fava beans. So Ken, I know we probably don't have to tell you this, but please stay away from fava beans or you can actually get tested for the G6PD deficiency just to be sure. And in case anyone listening is now wondering if they should cut out fava beans just in case... The answer is no. The vast majority of us can eat fava beans safely. They are nutritious. We shouldn't be too concerned unless, of course, you're having a severe physical reaction. Wow. What a story and what <laughs> an explanation. Thanks for that, Sarah. And thanks for that, Ken. That was, yeah. Thank you so much for sending that audio clip and in. And Ken. Of course, Ken. And that's it for today. Wow. So, okay. One quick question. Yeah. It's just fava beans. So all other beans are okay. Yeah, they don't have – fava beans have the highest concentration of those two glucosides, divisine and convicine. Mm -hmm. Other beans don't. So someone with favism can enjoy all the other beans, just not fava beans. That is so interesting. Really learned yeah. something new today. It's fascinating. So that's it for today. I hope you'd enjoyed today's extra cheese, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extra Cheese. You can find all the references in our show notes at dieteticsafterdark.com. This is an independently produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you have an interesting food story and you'd like to ask us some nutrition questions and be featured on the podcast, email us at dieteticsafterdark at gmail.com. To stay up to date with Dietetics After Dark, follow us on Instagram at Dietetics After Dark or on Twitter at It's The Dad Pod. This podcast is recorded and edited by Earworm Radio. We highly recommend their services for all your podcasting needs. Learn more about Earworm Radio at earwormradio.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.